Well, hello, hello, hello. Hope everybody is doing fantastic. How are you? Good, how are you? Not bad at all. Another fantastic day here. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. And you, and you, and you, and you, and you back there. I thought you were going to start going, you look like a monkey, and you smell like one, too. Let's <laughs> try to be nice. Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Hope everybody's had a uh, fantastic week this week. Had a, uh, a little crazy bit of uh, racing this week. Uh, fortunately, everybody's safe. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, that's the the big, big one here, but... Uh, Oh. Oh. What we got going on there? I was just turning up us in there. I'm a little deaf. It's like breaking up. Is it? Mm. No. Not on me. Oh, there we go. There we go. Hey. Hello. <laughs> so. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, good morning, Mr. Haldane. Brad Haldane. Hopefully you're doing all right this morning. Not uh What what's his nickname? Um, I don't know if he has one yet. Yeah, we'll still we'll call him the other night. Something about the, the alien or something. The UFO? I don't remember. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we'll have to. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll uh, he'll let us know there. I feel you, Brad. It's a little rough for me too, buddy. A little early this morning. but uh, I was uh, out celebrating Mr. Chris Kaser's birthday last night. Happy birthday, sir. Hopefully uh, he had a good one. I think he did. <laughs> when when you, when you have a, a sink full of liquor, yep. There, I mean, literally, they had ice in the sink, and everybody just kept showing up, bringing another bottle, and bringing another <laughs> bottle, and bringing another bottle, and another. And another yeah, so and there was another. a sink full of liquor. <laughs> That's good. The Canadian <laughs> UFO. There you go. Yeah. So hope everybody mm. is having a fantastic day. Somebody wanted me to do my oh, do the my surfer hands. Yeah. <laughs> Do the hang loose. Uh, real fast before we get too far into the show, um, give a shout out to uh, our brothers over at uh, Black and White Sports. I was uh, I stopped by the Royal Blue Sports Bar Wednesday night and hung out with them for their show. Very nice. They and, had a couple uh, guests there. They did. They had a uh, Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football. Yeah. Uh, so check out those guys. They were really cool guys. They were. They were. They were. And. Uh, you know, and, and real fast on them, it's not just fantasy football. I mean, that that's what their forte is. But basically, even in the off season, like right now, you know, they're they're giving you all the stats of, um, you know, guys entering the draft. Uh, they're going to be at the combine here in a couple weeks, and they're going to give you all the stats from the combine. So not just fantasy football. If you're a football fan and, and you're looking, you know, uh, you, you know, you're a fan of a certain team, and they're talking about picking up some guys, and you don't know much about them. Go over to Dynasty Bros, man. They can uh, give you all that information. There you go. Yeah, like I said, just really cool guys yeah. listening to the show there. I was installing a water heater, so I uh, didn't get to see it live, but you know what I did? I went over to www.bwsports1.com, and I caught it afterwards nice. because, uh, like I said, if you miss it, you didn't get to see it there. Yeah, you were in your BW Sports 1. Yep. I was wearing my checkers and records yesterday. I wore that Wednesday. I got sweaty. So, uh, yep, couldn't do that one again. So, uh, yeah, and then, uh, you know, you got the first right there. Thank you, uh, Mr. John Wayne Buzzard for these nice shirts. Absolutely. You know, just uh, going above and beyond for us over there. So, uh, I see you're rocking the WCM. Exactly. Yeah. You got to try to keep it in, in family when you're on camera there. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
try to do hopefully hope's gonna get me a triple fat boy one of those and uh right <laughs> i was gonna say i do have a 2x over yeah there. i don't that don't fit me that it's the it's the height yeah. it's the height that's it what is. i can only imagine you hopping in a go-kart man that had to be a sight to see well, uh, you was know, your go kart like the length of an F one? Mm -hmm. Like, here comes the limo. I always, uh, <laughs> I always ran Invader chassis, and uh, Invaders the way the pedals mounted, they didn't actually mount right on the frame; they mounted on the front bumper. Uh huh. So Invader sold what they call an extended front bumper, so it was a little bit longer, and you can, and I had a piece of floor pan up there, so I could set my feet actually, you know, in the bumper, and my pedals were up there, so it gave me. You know, about six inches extra room, so it was more comfortable for me to fit in the cart then. But yeah, it was uh, nowadays carts. I probably couldn't race them because I probably couldn't get in one because they they've made them so short and so compact. Oh gosh, yeah. But I will have to say, you know, the uh, the Italians, you know, like the Tony carts and stuff like that. Man, they 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 build an amazing cart. I mean, they they hold no stops they 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 lay it out i mean it's a beautiful piece of machinery just looking at one of those i mean just in the showroom it's yeah. like wow man like you yeah. said it is it's an absolutely beautiful uh beautiful piece of machinery there so uh, uh but yeah like i said people be seeing you unloading it's like it's the limo <laughs> you know and it's funny margay made a chassis called the limo for bigger <laughs> guys <laughs> that's yeah. good so we have a uh, a guest on the show today. Yes. So we had a little testing this week. Uh -huh. F1 back at it testing. Uh, and, uh, you want to start with that or should we do the picks? No, I was just letting people oh, okay. know that okay. we got a guest. Okay. So don't go away because we are. We're going to talk to the Prez. That's right. The, the Prez, Prez. From F1 Armchair Experts. Yep. Anthony Dirk in there. He's from across the pond. He is. Yes. So, I mean, we're going to be joining Satellite. It might be a little greeny. No, I'm joking. I think we got a great connection. Yeah. I think we're solid. I think we're good to go there. So uh, It should be pretty good. Absolutely. So, uh, we'll... we'll uh, and and a lot of you, you know, this is going to be your first time seeing it. Well, it's going to be my first time seeing it, too. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. So, uh, uh, we'll we'll get to that here shortly but yeah we got a lot of uh stuff to talk about before we get the prez on the show here yeah. so uh want to jump in yeah you ready? it's time it's time for the checkers and wreckers picks of love the pricks of pavement one <laughs> yeah i just kept <laughs> it going picks. <laughs> So we're going to go over the picks of last week now. We didn't do very good. No, no, not terrible. And you know what? I, I, I said it on the show. I was going to pick Hamlin. And I was like, man, to win the Daytona 500. You picked him last year. Anyway. I know, exactly. Two years in a row would be really hard there. So uh, uh, my checker, I picked Larson. He ended up like 12th. Um, he was back there in the... Let me bring it up here. Yeah, I think he was back there in the uh, the midfield. I mean, not a terrible. He was running up there. He was on the lead lap. Um, but I think he did get uh, involved in that last little um, stint before the final lap, the, the big, big one. Um, so, uh, I mean, obviously. Uh, Larson. Do, 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 do. Let's get to uh, Daytona. All right, and Larson put it in 10th. 10th, okay. So a top 10 finish. I mean, not not terrible, but uh, um, a good start for the season. For yeah, Larson. I mean, you not walk away from Daytona, first race of the season with a top 10, you can't complain. Right. So 
And I took Joey Logano for my checker. And um, I'll have to say this. I I, I think uh, Logano was pulling some moves that he shouldn't have been. I, you know, I'm not going to say he was out and out dirty driving, but he was a little aggressive in his pushing. And I think he caused at least one of those wrecks, maybe even two. Uh him and Keselowski's going to get into it. Yeah, that's and that's that's why you know when we said last exactly, last week yeah. that I don't think Keselowski will be at Penske after this year. I think that's going to be the reason why. I would agree with and you. And I don't think that. I, I think of the two, Roger will probably let Brad go over Joey just because Joey's younger. Uh, and I would agree with you. I mean, unless he starts just absolutely just wrecking and annihilating right. stuff this year. Because uh, that, like you said, that that was pretty rough. So, um, so we, what did Joey Logano finish? Yeah, I thought he had a 26th. Good, oh, okay. So he was involved in that uh, that last uh, one, I think. Yeah, right I think it was the when, one before the, the big, big right one. Right at the end there. Yeah. So uh, uh, then we go to the wreckers, and I had Ricky Stenhouse and... Boy, oh boy, that uh, hood folded up like foil. Didn't it? Did you see him pop it, it like, back whoop. in? Yeah. <laughs> it just went, huh. <laughs> it just, kapoo. After that, you know, when they popped, I was like, wow, that came out pretty straight. Yeah, I did too. You're looking at it, you're like, holy moly, what was that? So, uh, yeah, an interesting uh, one there for sure. Uh, wow. Just, uh, uh, fun i did that so i could read that oh okay <laughs> so stenhouse ended up bringing it home to 20 play 20th place finish so not bad for uh, a record pick starting on the pole but it, yep. it was stenhouse and, and you know what he did he he ran pretty decent up front uh for a while and he was oh, I definitely think he had a fast car right and uh he drive, he's in a ford right no he's in a chevy, chevy. This year. so he was, he the was in a chevy ford. up there for a while yeah and then it was like he was with a bunch of Fords at the time, and then they swapped places. All the Chevy came up, and he kind of fell back with the Fords. So yeah. he was kind of still rolling with those guys. Uh, my record, I picked. Uh, you won that one, Byron, and that was a uh, first car out. Exactly, and that was one of those. Uh, was that Logano as well? No, no, that wasn't Logano. That was behind him. Who was that? I can't remember. But I he got. I mean, just to that point where they were on that that rear quarter and they're they're bumping and he just kind of gets a little off of them and gets on that that rear quarter i'm wanting to say that was logano was in that. and then just pushes him out to the um the infield there at that point yeah he got um 58 laps in uh byron did yeah yeah and i mean he just, finished dead last oh yeah he, he, there was no coming back and nascar no. uh implemented the new rule this year with you only have so long to work on your car before you you got to go behind and you're done you, yeah you, you put it up for the day so i do like that rule one of the few rules that nascar has done that because uh, i don't think these cars that are if you took an hour to to fix your car and get back there more than likely you're not going to be running up to speed and you really you're endangering people out there in all honesty well and that's always been a rule too that if you went back and you you know had a car that was pretty tore up and you brought it back on the track you know nascar would give you x amount of laps to get up to a, a certain speed if you couldn't hit that speed you got black flagged and you had to park it gotcha but you know i, I kind of like this rule too because it takes away because i can remember you know years ago you'd watch races you'd see a guy 
30, 40 laps down out there with no doghouse on the car. <laughs> I understand. You know, he's trying to get as get many points, points as he can. But it's not that type of racing anymore. Right. It's not. You're not going to go out there. You're not going to win a stint. You're not going to do anything like that. So, I mean, that's uh, at the end of the day. Park it. Right. It's You're you're done, and you're just going to end up going out there hurting somebody. So, um, and then we go to our dark horses. Yep. Bubba Wallace. Again, Bubba he was kind of just midfield uh, the whole day, and I think he got caught up in. Fifteenth. Uh, Okay, so he not did, bad. No, he stayed safe. I, th- I thought he did get caught up in that last one there as well, but he ended on the the final lap there mm-hmm. on the uh, the lead lap. So, not a bad run for Bubba. And he showed glimpses of you know he had a fast hot rod and you know was kind of getting up through the pack and drafting and getting up there. But I- I'm just you know anymore. I'm I'm to the point where I'm just not a fan of this pack racing. I mean. We'll we'll get into that. Right. I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that. And uh, my dark horse, I had a uh, Matt D. Yeah, nineteenth. <laughs> I'm done. I'm not picking him no more. <laughs> That's what you say. I'm, I'm done. That's what you say. That's I really good. I really thought he would be stronger than that and that Wood Brothers Ford because usually at Daytona or, or a restrictor or a, you know a restrictor track, the Wood Brothers are usually got a fast hot rod. Right. And, and, you know, and there again, Matt D got caught up in some, uh, I think he got caught up in the first big one when there was a, like, damn near every car in the field was in a wreck. Yeah. So. Daniel's dark horse won the race, so he just wants that to be known that he picked the, uh the the favorite yeah he, he, he gets on there and uh <laughs> hamlin's my dark horse i'm like is he really a dark horse he's, well, he's starting we, in the back and then we looked up vegas odds he's the favorite yeah <laughs> i'm like he's last you know he's a champion from last year denny hamlin is is a a pack racing stud but you're gonna pick him as a dark horse yep <laughs> But hey, he got on the broadcast yesterday. I pulled him up in the booth. He was uh, riding around, and he did. He kept it fairly clean there. So, got to give him credit there. Uh, in a uh, in a little uh, messier race, he kept it clean, and uh, I think he brought it right outside of the top ten. So, Good job, Daniel. Uh, if you would have been out there, he would have found you, and uh, taken you out with. Uh, <laughs> he wouldn't have ended up that well. So right. <clears throat> oh man. So that's a. Uh... I, I will say, you know, I know we did uh, the clash picks or whatever, but our, for our first official race picks of the season, we didn't do too good. No, it it, it was looking good right up until that that uh, second to last wreck. So I'm looking, man. Larson's in third, and I'm going, oh! was up there too. <laughs> He's gonna do it. I'm gonna go two years in a row here. Nope, nope, not uh, not quite. So. Uh... Yeah, because at one time, you know, after Byron, I was like, all right, my record's good. Logano was up front, and I think uh, Matt D was like 10th or 11th at that time. I'm like, I'm not looking too bad here. <laughs> right. Then all of a sudden, it went to crap real quick. <laughs> all went to hell in a handbasket. It there. did. It did. So, uh, so get with talk- that being said, we'll, uh, we'll get into um, the race itself. Um. You know, like I just made the comment, um, pack racing, they they got to change something. Something has to be changed in NASCAR for pack racing because 
We nearly lost Ryan Newman last Monday. If it wasn't for his invention of the Newman bar, yeah. it's a very good possibility yeah. it would be. I mean, that, that that was a scary, scary crash. If you, if you didn't watch the slow-mo, you know, he, he the, the initial contact, and then when he gets around, he hits the wall and comes back and starts flipping when he flips. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, I think it was Corey LaJoy. Yeah, that got that, him. that hit him. I mean, Newman's upside down, and and LaJoy had nowhere to go. No. So he hits, you know, Newman's upside down car right in the driver's side, and you know, and then the car flips again, and it was flipping violently, and then to take that hit, and I mean, it, it, it was scary. We were we were all texting each other after it happened. Oh yeah. And, and we were like, man, that, you know, it doesn't look good. My mom says, well, don't they have roll bars? I said, yeah, mom, they got roll bars, but they don't have stop a NASCAR at 200 right. mile per hour bars. Right. I mean, that's the unfortunate thing. And especially when you watch that slow-mo, you could see after LaJoy hit him right there, that whole side of the roll cage was just smashed in. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then when they showed the car on the flatbed afterwards where they had to take the jaws of life and cut all them that tubing out of there to get right. him out of the car... I mean, that car was a mangled mess. It was, absolutely. For him to walk out of the hospital with his two little girls is is just amazing. Oh, yeah. It's a miracle. Nope, I completely agree with you there. So uh, I don't know if uh, people, real quick, I just noticed it flashing up there. But if you share it, if you uh, you know anything to, to like, share, anything like that, you get to see your name up there now. Oh, really? It pops up. Yeah, Brad Haldane shared it. You can see the little checkers and records. Well, thing that's pretty like. nifty right there. <laughs> that's my new thing of the week. There, so. I like that. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to see your name pop up there on the show, just uh, share it. Like, like it. it. Uh, you know, all that fun stuff. So. Yeah. Little, so, little... and continuing on with the, with the, the Newman uh, crash, um, you know, after it happened, and Hamlin gets into victory lane, and, and you had made the comment, you know, he, he reaches down and, and hugs his little girls. Oh, dude, that I almost started just, just bawling when yeah. I'm watching that. I mean, he just grabbed his little girl, and you just see him, like, death grip. And real quick, too, anybody in NASCAR, any NASCAR fan that is mad at Hamlin for celebrating that win... I think that's ridiculous. I do too. I number do too. one, he did not see what happened behind him. The spotter even said, like, I dropped my radio and I ran over to Ryan uh, Newman's spotter to see if he was okay. So he didn't, he had no communication at that point. And once he knew, once he figured out the severity of it, he's done. Yeah. I mean, it was done. When yeah. he got into victory lane, he maybe tossed the Coke real quick. He stepped down, he grabbed his daughter, and he starts talking. Yeah. I, 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 Done. I don't see anything that Denny Hamlin did wrong there. No, I, I disagree with these people that were bashing him. I even I put a post or a, a commented on somebody's because they were bashing him, and I was like, man, that oh, was, yeah. it happened behind him. And they're like, well, maybe you need to watch the race. That didn't. I said, yeah, he spun out in front of him, but after that, he ain't looking yeah, at the, the rear view. The, the, He's the, looking at the car that's gonna finish that close to him. The major impact Hamlin never even seen. No, he saw him hit the wall. Yeah. I mean that's all that he saw. He's not he's not looking up in the rear view. He didn't see him go airborne, probably. You know, one one image from that whole situation that that will stick with me is I, I seen a photo after the you know a couple days after the race, 
it showed Corey LaJoy after that happened. He had pulled his car down there and got out of the car, and he was kneeled down holding his head. And he he posted on that. He said, you know, a lot of that, he was trying to catch his breath. Like, he was at it. Like, that's him. That's how hard he hit him. Yeah. I mean, really, because that's what he says. He's like, man, I don't want to make this sound bad, but I wasn't at that point. I didn't realize the severity of it either. And I was trying to catch my breath. I I just drilled him. And, uh, yeah, he did. Uh, and like I said, he had no place to go. And, and I mean, I, at that point, you, you don't know what you're going to do. Because he, he said, I didn't think he was going to land on the track there. I mean, there's a lot of things going through your head. And if you think he had time to move, then you think Dan Weldon had time to move. Right. I mean, that's seriously, that's that's as quick as that things ha- those things happen. And another thing about Corey LaJoy, they were talking about this in the broadcast booth. Um, you know, after this year, Jimmy Johnson's ride will be available. Corey LaJoy sat down and wrote a letter and handed it to Rick Hendrick. Really? Talking about, you know, he would like the opportunity to, to drive that car. And uh, and Jeff Gordon was talking about, you know, that that's that's a really class act. And he goes, you know, I, I know uh, Rick Hendrick really appreciated it. So we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, maybe that goes a long way. And Rick, you know, say, hey, give him a year. let's give the kid a shot. Right. Or, or you know, something. Because right. uh, maybe a feeder team or something like that. I know Hendrick doesn't have anything necessarily right now. Right. Which but... Corey's dad was in NASCAR, Randy LaJoy. Right. He did uh, some announcing for a mm-hmm. while, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, going back to that incident, you, you have to really attest to the safety of these cars and unfortunately you know every time that it seems that the safety improves is when we lose a racer i mean you look you look at nhra after uh eric medlin and uh scott coletta died you know especially medlin john force is still spending tons of money to make these cars safer and find any way they can improve the safety in those cars uh indycar after we lost dan weldon justin wilson justin wilson you know now you know with the arrow screen and they're constantly making improvements to make that car safer yep you know nascar after they lost dale earnhardt you know they went in and and did testing to make the car safer and and after what we've seen monday that that just tells you how how good the safety of that car is. Yep, absolutely. Because like I said, we almost lost Ryan Newman. Now, so I I know people are already coming out and saying, you know, do you think Newman will ever get back in a car after that? I mean, yes, he is a racer, but my thing on that is, you know, after watching him walk out of the hospital with his two little girls, that's what you have to think about. At the end of the day, yeah, that's the, I mean, that's, you might step back in a car, you're right. But at the end of the day, you might you, you remember uh, Talladega Nights when he thinks he's going 200 miles an hour, but he can't get that out of his head. I mean, that's a a big a big thing right yeah. there. Is can yeah. you mentally and physically step in? Can you physically step into that car? Yes. Can you mentally step into that car? Right. Is another question. Right. That's the uh, Dale Jr. We saw that wreck. We've talked about that on the show before. After his 24-hour Daytona wreck, anybody that watches NASCAR, you will agree with me, 
He was never the same driver again. Well, between that and then when uh, his first uh, wreck out at uh, Fontana when he got that concussion, right. he, he was never the same. Or his dad dying right behind. I mean, right. There's a lot of things that, I mean, led up to that, but that's the mental. I mean, he physically, he could still be doing it. Mentally, no. I don't. Well, physically, I don't know with his concussion, but right. mentally, no. I mean, there's no way. And then that last concussion, man, that was a... That, that did it for him. He's he's done. He said, no, I cannot do this anymore. So, I mean, and Ryan Newman's not dumb. He's not a, and, and nobody in NASCAR is, but a lot of these guys think, or not these guys, but a lot of people think uh, NASCAR is a bunch of hillbillies and stuff like that. Ryan Newman is an engineer. Yeah. Graduated from Purdue. Yeah. So, <laughs> guy's smart. He Like uh, Dustin's saying, uh, we've talked about it. the Newman bar. He he made that. He engineered that thing to save his life, and it did. So, and not just his, all the other drivers absolutely too. Absolutely right. But at the end of the day, you never would think something that you did like that is going to end up being the thing that saves your life. I, it, that's just absolutely incredible to me, and it's just like goodness gracious, man. It's absolutely phenomenal. So, uh, uh, we are glad that Ryan Newman is. Safe. So let's talk pack racing. Let's okay, talk. Let's talk it. Restrictor plate. Let's talk that stuff because, in my mind, I, a lot of people, and I, I think you're one of them, that's saying, "Man, this restrictor plate racing's got to stop." It does. It it's does. It's got to stop. It but, does. And you can't look at that wreck there on that last lap because that could have happened anywhere in my mind. That's a green white checkered incident there. You got everybody packed up at the end of that race because of that green white checkered. You're not gonna. In three laps, you're not going to file out far enough to have. So Phoenix could have had that incident. And and but I understand that. But but you're putting these guys in a situation where, in order to be fast and be up towards the front, you have to bump. you have to bump and push, and and you're just adding another risk factor into the race. I mean, it's already dangerous enough to be out there running the speed you're running. Well, now you're slamming a guy. And we've seen it. It just takes you. You hit him on, the, you know, the right or left corner. He's going around, right? So, or if you're just that much faster, and you just get it into him, just just good enough. My my thing is, you know, do away with the pack racing. You know, give them give them give them the full potential of the horsepower they have in the car. You put a harder tire on there. You take some wing out, so you take downforce away, to where the car is not going to stick to the track, and let these guys drive it. Right. You know, the guys that can drive it and hold on to it and be fast, well, guess what? You're going to go to the front. The guys that can't, they're going to be in the back. Right. So I just, I, I think something, NASCAR has to look at this pack racing. It's, it's, you know, and, and I can't, I, I don't want to keep harping on this, but, you know, we could have lost Ryan Newman Monday. And, and I understand it was, you know, final laps or whatever, but, it seems like every year at Daytona towards the final laps, we have that big crash. Right. So what's it going to take for, you well, know, something to change? Last year's when been gone. Yes. Does that flip? Right. I mean, you get a broken his back or. So what does it take to make NASCAR realize that, that something has to be changed with this? If, if at the end of the day, you have to, your product is your driver's racing these cars on the track you have to protect your product right and pack racing is not protecting your product i i think something has to be changed and when when you 
nail it down and you, you talk about that. You can't, and people are going to say, well, if that wasn't a restricted plate race, they would have been going 240 miles an hour. Well, no, you're not going to allow them to go 240 miles an hour at Daytona Speedway. You're not going to allow them to do that because at that point, you better be restricted plate racing because it, it, it's one to it. So, I mean, what do you do? Where do you restrict it? I mean, you have to restrict it to some point. But it's to that point, what do you do to allow them to, to stretch out a little farther and and make that maybe allow different packages? I mean, you bring your own uh, chassis package or something. I, I, that some, I have something no has to be done. Something has to be done. So, uh, I mean, that, yeah, that was uh, interested there. So uh, move on past Daytona. They're racing in Vegas. Vegas. Getting it Vegas, in. baby. <laughs> exactly. Did you see yesterday for uh, Xfinity? It was under a rain delay, and they're sitting there, and all of a sudden they get they're under a hail delay. Ooh, yeah, that'd be miserable. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's getting pelted by hail. These nice. guys are sitting there, and their cars getting rain hard. Ting, 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 ting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's good stuff there. Not really, but <clears throat> can you imagine me and the pit crew trying to get everything? Pow. I put hey, my helmet on. <laughs> right. I was going to say, at least, you know, some of the guys probably had their helmets on, so it wasn't as bad. Yeah, exactly. We got to get the car out of this. Damage on a hail ends up making you lose the race. That's crazy. And we've and we seen how thin those hoods are, so. Oh, yeah. You know, you get you get a pea-sized hail is going to bang the hell out of that hood. Absolutely. So, um, truck series comes out Friday. Yes. Good run there. And yes. we talked about this a little yesterday. Yep. Uh, Kyle Busch, seven for seven now at this point. Seven for seven, Kyle Busch. Uh, and now there's a bounty out. $50,000 from Gander Truck to beat him in his next race. $50,000 from Kevin Harvick to beat him in his next race. He is pissed. He's like, you know what you do when you do this? You're going to make somebody wreck me. That's true. That's... <laughs> hundred grand, dude. I'm sending it into. Oh him. yeah, hundred grand. Like, you better put a, an asterisk next to this. If if I'm <laughs> if I'm on your bumper for a hundred grand, guess what? I'm dumping you. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that right now. Oh yeah, and look how many Duke like your. He said, "Look how many cars were destroyed on yeah. top of that." Yeah. So not only in the race, in the clash, in the shootout. In uh, qualifying, in practice, I mean, that's a lot of cars. There's that video I said. He's like, hey, look at this guy. He's getting – and Jimmy Johnson's even in this. In <laughs> I mean, you, you figure – Morning, Leo. Some teams lost at least two cars. I mean, completely, those, those cars are junk. Right. Oh, God, yeah. So you, oh. you take them back to the shop and scrap them. You salvage any part you can if there is anything left oh, off of it. Some and, of those cars ain't nothing left. And the rest of it's junk. Yes. I mean, so <coughs> you, you do away with the pack racing, you're, you're going to eliminate that. I mean, you're, you're still going to have wrecks. No matter what you do, there's going to oh, be yeah. wrecks. It's Absolutely. racing. But. You're adding that extra element in there that you don't need to have in there. I mean, so, yeah, that that's my theory on pack racing. I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I think they need to make some changes to it. I, I, I know people will watch it just because they want to see the big one. And you're right, yeah, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, so uh, 
Um, man, and I was watching the Arca race. I can't remember the the name. Yeah, of you were watching it yesterday. They were ripping that bottom of the the short track there at Vegas. The short track. I'm not in sure Vegas. exactly where that is. Uh, if it's like across the street from uh the the track or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't think it's in the infield. No, 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 no. Definitely not. So, um, hey, uh, and they, I mean, they did. That's right. That's right. I, I'm not sure that's where you're going to need an engineer. You need something like that to really come out and, and do it. Cause I don't have that answer. That is something that's, uh, well above me, but I mean, it, it, and that's what I'm saying. Cause you don't want to go, you, you don't want these guys to bring what they have. And some guys going 240 to the other guys 220 because that's just not going to be good at all. I, I mean, the you know another way to alleviate that possibly is uh, you know you set the car up where the aerodynamics to where if they run up on somebody's bumper the car stalls out. Not not the engine dies or anything, but you just it's it's like you hit a brick wall, so the car's not going to be able to suck up on the back bumper. I, I don't know. I, 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 what is the answer? I mean, we can sit here for hours and discuss <laughs> and say, well, we could do this or we could do this. There, there's a lot of things they can do. And, that, and that's what I'm going to say. They just need to do something. They, they, they got to do something. Because. Even if you do slow them down. I mean, it, take them down to 160 for that race. I don't. I mean, that's still fast. Man. Yeah. I know you're used to 200, but I mean, at this point, it's either life or death. I mean, it's not death race; it's right. NASCAR. <laughs> and and at the end of the day, when you have 10 cars, 12 cars finish the race, is that exciting? To me, it's not. I I, I want to see you know the majority of the cars finish the race. I you know. Yeah, I don't want six cars at the end of that the the clash or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's 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 not. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Like I said, we can sit here and go back and forth all day and discuss several different things. Just some, I'm just something needs to change. So, but yeah. So uh, Kyle Bush, like I said, he's he's irate with that. He's not happy about the uh, uh, the bounty out on his head in the trucks. But and to go back to that, I mean, it's a different car. We know that it is a. Uh, a different beast. It's not a cup car. It's not an. Uh, a, a no, XL. I mean you don't have the, you don't have the horsepower. And so I mean, for him to step in there and go seven for seven, that's impressive. And I understand he is. Um, He's a NASCAR champion, right? Uh, multi-time winner, and this is a stepping stone right. for a he, lot of he guys. He should go down to the trucks and dominate. I mean, you know, if if he can't go on that series and and run up front, then something's wrong right i mean because a lot of these guys in the trucks are our rookies you know this is how they're getting their feet wet to to make their run to get to where kyle's at in cup so you're you're kind of like a, a big fish in a small pond if you will but at the same respect though these guys they should be able to get up in front they should they, they got what it takes to to do it and i think there's a few of them in the truck series that that are capable of running with kyle um it, it's just it's like when these guys used to run the were able to run the xfinity series all the time and they weren't uh uh 
mandated on how many races right. they could run in that. So I think with that, it's it's kind of that same uh, deal there. But if you notice, like, uh, you know, when a lot of cup guys go run the Xfinity series. They're not winning all the time. Well, because I think the competition's a little stiffer. I mean, you, you, have, you have guys in Xfinity that have already ran a few years in the trucks. Now they're moving up into Xfinity, and, you know, the, they're getting ready to make their next step into Cup. I mean, you look at last year, you know, the talent that was in Xfinity. You had Bush Bell, or not Bush, you had Bell, Custer, and Riddick right. that are now in the Cup Series. You know, this year's Xfinity uh, talent, you got um, Austin Sendrick. You have um, John Hunter Nemechek, uh, Noah Gregson. Um. Oh, uh, you still have Justin Algar. I mean, I I just don't know if Justin Algar makes it to the, that next level of Cup riding. If he does, I don't think it's going to be for one of the big teams. Algar is kind of one of those guys that he runs good in the Xfinity Series, and maybe that's where he's going to stay. <laughs> right, and, and some of those guys. I mean, you can make a living in there. Oh yeah, but... oh yeah. I mean, pfft, if somebody said, "Hey, you want to come drive my Xfinity car for you know." The rest of your career? Okay. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, exactly. Nah. <laughs> You're going to take that opportunity there. So, uh, um, again, I mean, just an uh, uh, interesting perspective there with Kyle Busch running the, the truck series. But uh, we'll have to uh, to see and watch. Uh, watch. I, I hope it's Deegan. Comes out in her truck race. And just like slides him up the the track to win that, and just woo! But I I know that's a lot to to ask for right there, but uh, man, uh, that would be a uh, just think of how epic that would be to really just jumpstart her. Then you got a hundred grand. I mean, that's a that's a nice little bonus there. So yeah. uh, it is going to be interesting to see because I I agree with Kyle Bush, like you said. He, uh, yeah, what you did kind of does put a target on his back. Um, but, hey, like I say in uh, iRacing, if you want to wreck him, you got to catch him first. So <laughs> you got to get him to, to wreck him. So that's a, uh, that, that is definitely it. So your dad's breaking news with us. Sarah Fisher and Hartman are uh, building an indoor karting track at Daytona. So that's an interesting, uh, so I assume it's going to be sick at Daytona. Something like that. So, uh, or no, it's not speedway indoor karting. No. <laughs> my, my, my thing on that is, though, you, you already have, you, you know, you already have a, a go-kart track at Daytona, so why do you really need an indoor facility? I mean, it's Daytona. Well, it might be like what the, what they have at, out there at the speedway right now. Gotcha. And that's a nice gotcha. facility. It, I, yeah, I like it's not it. bad. Um, yeah, it is. It's a nice little thing to run and have a good time at. So, uh, um, and then Ashley... Believe it or not, sending me some news. Is everybody sending us news today? The troughs at IMS are being replaced. Yes, I with troughs. <laughs> yes, baby. They're just updating the troughs. So they're just putting new troughs. Yes, in. <laughs> that just made my day. <laughs> I was so mad they're taking the troughs out. I was like, that is. It was like right on Penske. Yeah, I was kind of upset about <laughs> right that. That's, that's been tradition. I mean, you know, you know, you go out to IMS. For the men, at least, and you have to go to the bathroom. You're you're urinating in a trough. 
<laughs> so I was pumped to see that they uh, they switch out the troughs for the troughs. Gotta love that there. So um, maybe this year they can work on getting some uh, paper towels in the bathrooms too. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, you might be asking a little much. Yeah, because it seemed like every bathroom I went into last year and washed my hands, no paper towels. <laughs> Don't you love that? Oh man. So let's. And speaking of Florida. We had uh, um, Mr. Mojo himself, Jimmy Curry, was posting some, uh, we had some figure eight action going on down in Florida this past weekend. I, I didn't see who ended up winning it last night, but uh, you had some Mojo drivers down there representing, and um, you had a lot of Indiana guys going down there running the figure eight series in Florida, so hopefully one of the Indiana boys brought home the hardware. There you go. So, um, uh trying to think is there anything else as uh, far as nascar anything like vegas today um yeah um, they, they're gonna run both races today then aren't they because i believe that xfinity race did get rained out am i correct uh i thought they got it in let's see who won the yeah I, I thought they got the xfinity race in because before i left to come over here yesterday they were running it yeah they were running it so let's see if i can find it here there we go xfinity graph jr won it Briscoe second, Cindric, Chastain, and Jones. Hold on, man. Your top five. Are you seeing something different? Yeah, because it says upcoming. Yep, it's just gonna be a Sunday finish. Oh, okay, so they they started. So says, that's how they're running. Rain right pushes now. Xfinity Series race at Las Vegas to a Sunday finish. Good deal. So we got a lot of racing today, as far as uh, uh, NASCAR goes. There. So gotta love that. Gotta you probably better off watching the Xfinity race at the end of that. I'll tell you, man. I I really enjoy the Xfinity series. It, it, it's it's more competition. I think it's uh, those guys. It seems like that's what NASCAR almost used to be there. So uh, uh, I don't know there. So um, I know it got stopped a second time. What's he uh, talking about? That the Xfinity race. Oh, okay. Duh. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Brad. you, Mr. Haldane. <laughs> so, uh, um, going in, let's. Uh, you want to discuss a little uh, Wednesday night action? Do that first before we uh, get the prez on. Yeah, I think I think we can get that and just hit that real quick, and then sure. we can we can spend some time on the prez. There you go. Absolutely. So, so if you've been paying attention to. Uh, the Monsters of Dirt Checkers and Wreckers All-Star Pro Late Model Series. Um, we finally got our first win Wednesday night. Yes, we did. I mean, we've been close all season. <laughs> yep. But we finally broke that ice, and, and, and Hayden Cardwell put her in victory lane. All four made the show, too. Yes, am I correct? yes. Yeah. So uh, very nice. Like I said, I was uh, doing a water heater. Yeah. So didn't get a chance. I, I missed the boys at Black and White Sports. And, uh, nope. I was there hanging out with them, and then I was watching some uh, practice and qualifying and stuff like that. And then I hurried up and skedaddled home and caught the caught main. The there you go. So, uh, yeah, the... Uh, yeah, I was sitting there, and real quick, this isn't uh, Plumbing 101 podcast, but uh, so uh, I'm talking to JP and Brad. I was like, all right, guys, here, I got to drain this thing. How do I do it? And then Brad's like, just put a drill through the thing. I was like, yeah, not a bad idea. And I, I get over there, and the drain's all clogged up, and I'm trying to hammer away at it. I was like, I'm just going to drill the sediment out of the drain. So, all right, boom, do it. And it's pouring out. I was like, all right, I want to shut this drain off. Well, I just drilled through it. So, <laughs> 
can't shut it off no oh. more. I'm sweeping water, dude. He's like, keep it off the rug. Keep yeah, I remember the, the picture car. you oh, sent me. Oh, dude, that was miserable. So, uh, that's a uh, learning experience there. Just as, as you, you have in racing, a learning experience there. I don't know how I just try to relate that to racing, but uh. so yeah, we got we got that first win Wednesday night. Um, I believe we are tied for uh, the the team points lead. Still tied there. I I'm not sure if we're if John's on here he could probably tell us and then old Hayden is definitely in the yeah Hayden Hayden has the the driver's points lead right now I believe we are tied for owner points I could be wrong on that uh so yeah I mean checkers and wreckers racing black and white sports BW Sports One we're um we're we're in the hunt exactly absolutely but I you know and and. I, I want to get on this real quick, and I'm not going to harp on it. I'm not going to throw out any names. I'm not going to bash anybody. But, you know, some people were talking about how Hayden got the win because he was wall riding. Dora. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, the fast line, the line moves up, and you're going to get right up, and like we like to say, you run the Cardwell line. Right. And that's right up against the wall. Now, to me, wall riding is if you're touching the wall the whole way around the turn. Hayden wasn't doing that. Right. He was ripping the cushion. Not going to say he didn't bang off the wall a few times here and there in the turns, but was he the only one doing it? No. There was other I mean, guys like out I there said, doing it's it. Outdoor. I mean, that's it. <laughs> and, and, you know, my thing on that is, it, it, you know, if, if you're going to enforce it and say no wall riding, that means you don't touch the wall at all. Um, and, and the thing about it is it's not like, like I said, he wasn't the only one doing it. So, you know, and that was the fast line around there and guys knew it and they were, because it looked like just a big, long polka line there for a while. <laughs> big, long polka line. <laughs> I mean, they just follow the leader. I'm using that one on All right. CWT. All right. It's you a can, big old polka line. <laughs> but, uh. That's awesome. So, so. I mean, it's better than coming into a turn on the low end and just sending it. Right. I, I mean. And, and here's my thing. If, if you've been involved in any kind of racing, you know, here, here's where guys need to understand. Racing is not black and white. Racing is gray. You know, any any team, and I don't care if it's running Speedrome, running, you know, carts down at Whiteland, the local kart track, NASCAR, F1, IndyCar, any team that's fast and is running up front, they're fudging the rules somehow. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they're breaking it and they're cheating. They found a gray area in those rules, and they're going to use it. Right. I mean, we've discussed it before when um, Everham designed the T-Rex car. There was nothing in the rules that said you couldn't do it. He found the gray areas, and he exploited them. And... It didn't go over too good. I mean, they end up telling him to never bring that car back to the track. Hey, he got that one racing. <laughs> but but that's what I'm saying. I mean, not saying it's right or saying it's wrong. It, it, it is what it is. I mean, so if you want to sit there and harp on that, you know, that, that that's not, to me, it's not justifiable. Right. I could see if he was the only one out there doing it, then you might have a a, a right to bitch about it. 
but like Dustin says right here, it's it's not the right rear tapping that wall. It's that whole thing. It's what Tom does is he hits the right. It's what I do. <laughs> or sometimes that ends up me getting uh, four tires on the wall. <laughs> That's wall riding. Right, and I and I agree exactly with what Dustin said. That that is wall riding. Hey, and speaking of Dustin, real quick. Right here. Look at this. Look yeah. at those, Dustin. I know you can't see it very well, but uh, the new stickers, I told him to send me the address. We're sending him okay. some of those there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Dominator Designs and IRAPS designed a, a little uh, uh, Checkers and Records logo for us that you guys have seen with yep. the uh, the faces on there. It's got the mustache. And the beard. And the beard. And even the, the right color headphones, right. <laughs> which I honestly, it's pretty funny. We wear black and white headphones. I, I just found that pretty cool. There, I thought so. it was funny. I handed a buddy of mine one of those stickers last night, and they're looking at it and goes, that's you. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> I mean, it does. I mean, for for not having any expression on it right. at all, for just a hat, a mustache, a hat, and a beard, and glasses, many nails. <laughs> so, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> fantastic. Big shout out there. And we will get you out there some, Dustin. Just uh, uh, shoot me the address, and we'll, we'll nail it out there. No problem. So, um uh let me try to think here we got uh the press so real quick okay we were talking about changing the rules doing stuff like that we talked about the t-rex car right a big 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 and i won't say it again big big piece of innovation big came in f1 huge huge this is this is going to be the biggest thing and F1 in 2020, it's guaranteed. It's 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 100%. That was a terrible Trump there. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I tried to give the president's uh, stamp of approval there on it. But uh, nope, that didn't work. So, oh, hold uh, on real fast. Speaking of Trump and the president. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got to we, 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 we forgot to mention this. And real quick, and time out real quick. I don't care your political views. Right. Whatever it is, that picture of the beast down on the apron. And the NASCARs in the back, man. That, that was awesome. That's America right there. And then how cool was it? These guys are out there pacing, taking the parade lap, and the president of the United States is on the radio. Right. It doesn't matter. And to all these that guys. Point. Right. That that would have to be one of the coolest things. I could have pulled the car in and been done for that day and been happy. That's what or, uh, Gordon's up in the, the thing, and he's like, man, I'm jealous right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm out there pacing with him. And then Boyer, Clint Boyer, He's afterwards, and he didn't come out and say, like, I don't like Trump, but he was like, you know, the I wasn't a big fan of all the publicity that the, it was bringing. But then he came in, and he actually, like, talked one-on-one -on -one with each of these drivers, and he was like, afterwards, I took a picture with him. I respect the guy and everything. It was a really cool experience for those guys to have. So. Did you see he autographed Haley Deegan's helmet? Dude, yeah, and I said I told JP I said that his autograph, man, is just a nice signature. It looks so good on that helmet. And then Air Force One, you you think you get the flyover with the fighter jets, yeah. And then Air Force One does a flyover. It was like that's cool. That's what yeah. Brad, I can't believe we forgot about that earlier, but that was that was just awesome. Yeah, I was, was like, that's freaking cool. Right, that's America, right there. Yeah. That is yeah. America. If I've ever seen yeah. NASCAR, the yeah. president. <laughs> And like you said, no matter what your political views or beliefs are, look at it from just the standpoint of the coolness factor. I mean, right. how awesome would that be? You're getting ready to, some of these guys, it's their first Daytona 500 they've ever raced in. They're getting ready, you know, they got they got the seatbelts tightened up. 
You're strapped in. You're ready to rock and roll. <laughs> That's and one then of here them comes the said, president. Come. One of them said, is he out on the track? <laughs> right. Like They didn't realize he was going to pace the, the field. And yeah. they, I mean, that just, it is. That was a cool, cool experience, I'm sure, for those guys there. So, uh, um, All right. So back to huge, right? big. <laughs> That's a good thing we, we talked about huge then. So, uh, um, yeah, Das. Das. Das boots. No, not Das boot. Das. das steering, baby. Dual axis steering yes. is in the house. Amazing, man. I mean, this is absolutely incredible. For anybody that does not watch F1, don't turn the channel right now because this right here is a absolute, uh, uh, th this could be used in NASCAR. It could be used in dirt. It, it could, could be, be used in about anything, ex really. Exactly. With um, maybe the exception of motorcycles. Right, because I can't think of how that could even. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so what happens with this dual axis steering? One axis, mm -hmm. there's your normal yep. side to side there. Your next axis is forward and back. And it's like, what? Are these things actually taking off now? It's like, no. Well, no. What it does, takes those tires from running like this and takes the toe out. Takes it in. No, that's your camber. Or your, your, yeah, toe, yeah, your, your toes in and out. So, yeah, but I was doing it for the camera. Oh, okay. I got you. I got <laughs> no, you. Not at all. <laughs> but, so, but, yeah, so, I mean, it gives you that straight line speed when you get out of the turns. Right. And I, I don't necessarily think it's for speeds. I think it's to help grips and grip in the turns because if you notice when he was going in the turns, he was pulling on that, so it's towing it in, so that way it's going to go through the turn better. I think it's so Mercedes can go off of one or no stops as far as tires. I think the stints you're going to get on those tires. So now instead of rubbing those tires, those tires are contacting at a point where you want them to hit every lap, every time. That's what I think they did that for. Mm, and I and can, it might get you the few milliseconds here and there. I mean, it's going to get you faster because more contact on the road, more grip, like you're saying. But I really think because the dude at Pirelli they were talking to at testing, he's got a smile on his face like, wow, man, this is incredible. Like, absolutely phenomenal stuff right here. So this is one of the biggest F1 innovations since um, they had uh, the electronics in the car. In the 90s. Yes. I mean, and this is kind of what that goes back to. And people are yeah. debating, is this... And I think with the dual-axis steering all being in control of the driver, it's good to go. Now, it does. It, it, for it, People say that toe's not going to change your ride height. Uh, I'm going to disagree with that. Because if you've got a smaller patch of that tire hitting, and no, then you toe's, change it... toe's not going to change your ride height. Right, yeah, that's all, in and out. All toe's going to do... It, it has nothing to do with how right, your contact exactly, yeah, patch it's, hits. It's it's moving your tires in. That's toe in, right? And then toe out. So it's it's not it's not affecting how your contact patch. All all it's going to do is so when you're towing it in coming into the turns, it's going to be able to come through and grip the turn better, and and, and it's going to turn in better and turn off better. It's going to be more consistent turning through the turn. And then in the straightaway, if you want to tow it out a little bit, cool. Or if you want to tow it in a little bit, because in the straightaway, even if you tow it in, we used to run eighth inch tow and all on all our carts. So when you come down the straightaway and you hit certain speeds at eighth inch tow, basically when you're coming down the straightaway, it's going to tow out and you're going to be 
pretty much dead up straight on the toe. But then once you decelerate and start your braking points, then that eighth inch toe comes back in. So that that that's all it's gonna do, but it's gonna it's gonna make the car handle through the turns better and they're gonna pick up speed. Right. And like I said, I really do think that's gonna help with the uh as far as uh, stints and things like that go and tire stops. So uh that'll be an interesting one to see for sure. So uh real quick, the only other uh F one news I can think of to cover before we get the uh the prez on the line. It's F four, but we talked about Sarah Fisher mm-hmm. and Hartman. Mm-hmm. Well, they're getting into that game, and Elliot Cox has got a ride now in F four as a development driver for the uh, Fisher Hartman. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, we we should be able to to set up something with Elliot. I think uh, we got something in the works there. So we should be talking to him. He's at what, 12, 13 years old. Yep, and and real fast, you know why why we're talking about that? You know where did Elliot start out at? Karting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so he came up through the ranks in karting. I think he's uh, at, at 12 or 13 years old. I believe he's already a, a seven-time national karting champion. You know, to be that young and have that many championships already, that's pretty impressive. Right, absolutely. And, and you know, and, and that just shows you, you know, hard work and, and dedication and coming up through karting and coming through the ranks. You know, he's making the steps. You know, Sarah and, and – that team has recognized that, and they're going to give him the opportunity to, you know, pave the way to the next level. Right, absolutely. I mean, how awesome would that be at his age to know you have a team like, you know, Sarah Fisher and Hartman behind you? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's not a, uh, a slouch. I mean, they've, they've been here. They've they've ran not F4s before. Right. But, I mean, they've, they've been in IndyCar. This, right, exactly. They know open wheel. Yeah. They know what it takes. And, and Hartman, with his oil, they, they've got some, some cash behind him. So. Which, speaking of uh, Sarah Fisher, uh, you know, her husband, Andy O'Gara, mm-hmm. his brother, I believe it is Kyle mm-hmm. O'Gara. Uh, or is that his cousin? No, that is, I think that's his younger brother. Okay. So he's uh he was down at Florida running some midgets mm-hmm. and uh, doing pretty good down there. So, you know he's he, been in the Indy Lights before. Yeah. He's ran the the yeah. Freedom Five or the, what do they call it the Freedom One Hundred or yes. something like yes. that. So or Freedom One Fifty, whatever it is. But uh, uh, so he he's ran those, and I'd like to see him get back in because I think this uh this new Indy Light car is a a lot better car. Um, uh, I think the the package that they have yes. there is a lot tighter. Um, but I think he was one of those guys there that went four wide for the win, uh, but uh, obviously wasn't able to uh, take it. But that was a very close uh, Indy uh, light finish there for those guys at the Oval here in Indianapolis. So, uh, <coughs> um, yeah, it'd be it's going to be fun to watch Elliot Cox progress through there and uh, move his way through the USF Championship or FUS. I don't know exactly how they. Well, like we were talking, you know, my, my only thing on that is, you know, for for him to be his age and get in a car with that kind of power. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, is, is he ready for it? You know, because this this can it can go Make both. It, it can go both ways. Absolutely, you're right. You're I right. mean, you know, getting out there with running, you know, people older than him, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a, a more powerful car. I mean, you're going from a, a cart to an actual car now. Right. Absolutely. You know, and, and slinging a cart around is a little bit different than slinging a, a open wheel race car around. Oh, you're, you're slinging a cart. I don't know yes. if you're slinging an open right. wheel car. <laughs> so, th- this this can you know uh, affect 
where you know how he progresses. Right. I'm not saying it's going to, but you know, coming into this situation with with you know, especially running for a team like that, you got the pressure of that to produce results. Uh, you're not out there trying to tear up a bunch of stuff, but at the same time, you're trying to learn. Right. So, th- this is a big step for him, and and you know, I I believe he has all the right tools to to make it. So. Let's see what happens, and um, we're pulling for you, Elliot. Absolutely, yeah. And like I said, uh, hopefully uh, we're in the works with getting him on the show, maybe uh, getting a little segment with him there. So uh, if you follow Elliot Cox Racing on Facebook, I mean, you see him go through some of his training, uh, his grip exercises, just some of those things. They're posting those videos. Man, it's really neat to to watch him do that stuff. Well, didn't you or Daniel want him went to school Daniel with his didn't. parents? Yep, his mom, I think. Okay. So uh cuz I remember uh I I've actually heard about Elliot about 5 years ago, 6 years ago with Whiteland. Cuz no, oh, Daniel, he's like, oh, okay. yeah, he's like, you know, uh I, I I went to school with, you know, her and this is her son and he's racing carts and you know, they're trying to get some sponsorships together and stuff like that. And, you know, I just told Daniel at that time, you know, because he was young and pretty new into karting. I'm like, you know, I, I, I wouldn't jump right on board yet. But now, yeah, he's 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 proved himself and kid can drive. Oh, 100%. Kid can drive. Yeah, absolutely. I've watched him over at Newcastle. I've watched him down at Whiteland. He can drive. Oh, yeah. He went out to Vegas this past uh, uh, winter and did the. he was running with Will Power and right. those guys out there. So, I mean, he's been not in the same class, obviously, but, uh, I mean, he's been on the track with these guys. He knows what he's doing there, definitely. So, uh, uh, fun one to watch there in Elliott Cox. So, uh, we'll definitely keep an eye out for him. I'm trying to get this all adjusted. Sorry. Freaking you out, aren't I? <laughs> you are freaking out, man. So, uh, uh, all right. Snozberries taste like snozberries. Exactly. I think he's awake now. I think we can give him a call. It's it's yeah. I mean, it's it's, middle of the night there. But, yeah. Uh, he said he'd make a, a special uh, occasion here for us. Wake up in the middle of the night, and we are gonna get the president here from F1 Armchair Experts. So uh, check them out on Facebook. I F1. hope the satellite link works good. I think we're I think we'll be okay. all right. Okay. <laughs> F one armchair experts is uh, where you want to go to uh, to check out what Mister Anthony Durkin here has to offer. So let's uh, without further ado, let's uh, get him on here. Like I said, Anthony is the the he runs f1 armchair experts and okay. uh we're, we're going to talk to him for a little bit so uh i think we got i watched him. the video you sent to me the other night absolutely hysterical uh so uh the what i what first got me into him real quick hold on one second anthony um what what first got me into f1 armchair experts i, I joined the group and it was that first week that was the video and he's in his the room that you'll see here that he's doing the interview in um and it's the the Japanese uh, Grand Prix, right? And it was a, just a complete washout. And he's he's reenacting it, and he's got somebody just dousing him with the hose, and it just looks like he's just getting soaked. Man, it's just absolutely hysterical. His humor's fantastic. He's on it. So uh, let's uh, let's chat with him here. And uh, man, Anthony, just uh, thanks for coming on here today. What do you got to say first off here is uh, as far as F1 armchair experts go and everything? 
Yeah, g'day Tommy and Howdy and thanks for having me on the show. I just thought I'd firstly warn you guys that uh, I've bought this satellite link off Craigslist so I can't guarantee the quality or how long it's going to last for. Yeah, g'day. All right there, so uh, uh, through F1, I mean you've seen a lot of things there and uh, do you have an all-time favorite driver at all? It's actually a question I get asked a lot. Um, my interest in Formula One started uh, when I was a child. My grandmother and mother used to both watch the Formula One races on a Sunday night here in Australia. And uh, it was weird on a Monday night. I always remember mum calling her mum to discuss the races in the 80s. It's like Patracy and Warbadelli and Mansell, Senna, Prost, all those guys. And they were names that were just always thrown about the house on a Monday night when they were having the phone call and that sort of sparked my interest of what are they talking about? You know, obviously mum stays up late on a Sunday night to watch the Formula One races from overseas because uh, of our time zone here in Australia. That's where the Europe European races were were done and uh, that sort of sparked the interest in me so that when I became a teenager, mum would let me stay up on a Sunday night and you know, watch the first 10 or 15 laps of a European race and then it was off to bed before school the next day and that's basically where uh, the interest came from and it's just gone on from there for the last 30 plus years for me oh yes do you have a favorite uh f1 livery at all sir yeah all-time favorite driver for me i've got to say is the original flying finn mika hackenham he was just a guy there was there was no bullshit with him he just got paid a, a ton of money to go and race the best cars he could obviously he started out with lotus and went to mclaren and that's where he found his form under the guise of ron dennis and for me, he was just a complete package. You know, he never argued with anyone. He never fought with anyone. He was just a good, clean racer. And I mean, that was the evident spa when he overtook Schumacher and another driver. And to me, he was just a world-class driver. Um, clean, you know, won two championships after his massive accident at Adelaide. And he just proved himself as, you know, the, the gentleman racer that he is. And, um, you know, the Finns are pretty cool people, but I think Mac, uh, Mika Hacken was the epitome of, of them. And uh, one quick story to cement my backing of Mika Hakkinen was when he won his first race, uh, I had a bet going with a mate. It was either Hakkinen or John Lacey, whoever won their first race. We'd have to do a uh, nudie run down my parents' street. So about 1am, one Monday morning... I uh, took my dax off and uh, did a nudie run for a couple hundred metres down my parents' street. And uh, thankfully there was no one to witness it other than my mate who was in a fit of laughter at the time. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, his favourite driver, Mika Hockenden. Favourite driver, Mika Hockenden. There again. So, we, we, we got a little, uh, you know, the satellite <laughs> got a little lag there. So I do apologise. So uh, now, That's what happens when we're trying to do a, you know, international broadcast. <laughs> now I will ask you, do you have a favourite uh, livery at all? Do you have a favourite all-time livery here? Favourite livery of a car? I'm going to go back in time here a bit. Back to the beginning of what was a great team, a great privateer team in Sauber, and their first car, the C12. I thought that that livery um, was just outstanding. Uh, it was just a plain black car, with one sticker along the engine cover, just said powered by Mercedes-Benz. Uh, for me, it just oozed what racing is about and Formula 1 is about, because a team could just turn up with no sponsor, just literally stating... We're powered by Mercedes. That's all we're doing is running in a Mercedes engine because they had a lot of history with Mercedes uh, 
in other categories in sports car racing, especially Sauber. And they just said, look, we're here to race. We don't need major sponsors. We're going to give this a crack ourselves with our own money. And uh, that's certainly what they did. So for me, that all black, matte black C12 was just a, a car to just drool over for me. So we like that uh, that all black one there. That's sexy. So That's you, sexy. What was your favorite library of all It'd time? It'd have to be the Benetton. Yeah, the I, white I, one? No, the, that... the multicolored. Okay. That's what Schumacher won his first championship yep. in was the Benetton, the United Colors of Benetton. There you go. I'm with you there, absolutely. So uh, like we said, he runs the the F1 armchair. Actually, mm -hmm. You run that, uh, Mr. Durkin. What, do you, uh, what made you really get in to uh, – uh, really start that F1 Armchair Expert? So the story of the F1 Armchair Experts came about in uh, July 2012. I was approached by my beloved wife, who's very supportive of what I've done so far over the last eight years. And she said to me, she said, look, I'm sick of you on a Sunday night. You just scream down the phone to AJ and Frosty in Sydney because I live four hours, east of, uh, four hours west of Sydney. And I'd ring them up on the phone and we'd be there for two hours, you know, chatting about the race that was going on. I was only new to social media, and especially Facebook, and my wife said to me, she said, look, why don't you just start a Facebook group? And I said, oh, yeah, don't know how to. So she said, look, give me your phone. I'll set it up. I said, okay. She said, look, you need a name for this group. So she said, well, we'll need F1 in it because you watch Formula 1. I said, yep, that's easy. She said, well, you sit in an armchair. I said, yeah, I sit in an armchair in the lounge room, and I think I'm an expert. So I said, I'll call it F1 Armchair Experts, and that's where it went. So from there, it went from the three of us, being myself, AJ and Frosty, as the original three musketeers that started the group. And from there, a couple of family members got on, friends got wind of it, and it's just grown and grown to now where we've got 16,000-plus members across the world. And uh, it's basically just 24 hours a day, non-stop, go, go, go with the group. And, um, yeah, hopefully it'll just keep growing and growing forever. Very nice there. 16,000-plus members in that F1 armchair expert. That wow. is absolutely phenomenal there. So uh, a lot of work put in there. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure this group has taken you a lot of places. I'm sure you've seen a lot of things. Uh, uh, kind of explain some of those places and uh, maybe some of the friends and uh, people that you've been able to, to meet through all that and uh, everything that you've done there. Yeah, obviously, I've had some uh, a fair bit of travelling through the group, especially since the group started. I've uh, been to Melbourne a few times. I mean, I started going to Melbourne back in 2002. Um, and I usually go to Melbourne every year. But back in 20, 2015, I went to Singapore for the first time with Melda's son, and that was a great experience for a night race. Uh, 2016, I went to Coda, and the week later, I went to Mexico because my wife said to me, look, you've got some friends in America, why don't you... Take a week off work, go over to the States, go to the race, just you know, have a week off. And I thought, yeah, great. And then I said, well, look, you know, the following week's the Mexico race. And she said, oh, shit, you better go to that too. And I said, oh, okay, thanks. Right, so off it was. Anyway, I had three weeks in the States and Mexico and had a great trip um, and travelled around, met a lot of people at the various circuits who were also members of the group. And it was just great to sit in the grandstands and people would say, oh, there's El Prez sitting over there. Went, oh, really? That's El Prez? I'm going to go and meet him. <laughs> because I'm referred to as El Presidente, El Presidente within the group. And uh, yeah, a few members, we met up around the traps and uh, had a great time. And it was it was great. I think Coda's got to be one of the better circuits I've ever been to. But Singapore is a night race. That is just outstanding um, Yeah, for, for, a, for an event to go racing at night with Formula One. is just unreal. 
<laughs> El Presidente, he says, is out there. <laughs> That's good stuff right there. So uh, uh, in those places, really... I mean, uh, I mean, he talked about Melbourne. He talked about Coda, and uh, that's the place that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. We'd love to go there. So, I guess in those places, Mister Durkin, what do you think uh, really has the the nicest uh, F one facility that you have seen? The best facilities. Um, I've got to say, Singapore is up there only because Singapore is an amazing city. It's so easy to get around. It's so clean, and you anywhere you go in the city, you're only minutes from the track. But in terms of an actual race circuit, I've got to say Coda uh, in Austin, Texas, has got to be up there as one of the best. Um, it is some distance out of the city of Austin. That's the only drawback. But once you're there, the facilities are great. Anywhere you go on the circuit, you can see so many corners and, and the layout of the circuit's great. Um, of course, the climb up to turn one up that hill is just unreal. And you look back down, uh, even when the support categories are going around, standing at turn one is just in an exceptional position to be and just see how they have to even break hard coming uphill to take turn one and they shoot down turn two, three, on to four, five and six. Um, I sat at turn nine for the race. But I've got to say so far for the best experience I've had oh, in terms of facilities and what's on offer and viewing capabilities, I should say Herman Tilt got it right with Coda. It's a perfect design. It's just one of the better circuits I've ever been to and I think it's, it's a great circuit to race at um, for the drivers. I mean, no driver complains about going to Coda. So there you go again, Coda, and <laughs> that that's that's impressive though. I mean, th this coming from a man that's been to you know several different circuits, right, and seen F one races at other places. Yep, and we're both big fans of Coda, and then that just you know puts a stamp of approval on it that you know <laughs> right he's been to other tracks <laughs> and saying Coda is probably the nicest facility. Yeah, you're right, exactly there. So. uh uh, I mean, in that, you know, he's, he's got, he's seen a lot of good drivers, Mr. Right. Durgan. You, you, you've seen a lot of these drivers, uh, go through the time here and, uh, you, you've named some impressive names there. So, uh, have you been able to, uh, actually meet and, uh, maybe interact with any of these F1 heroes of yours? Yeah, look, I've never actually, uh, met any of my F1 heroes. I've received, um, some emails from, uh, Mika Hackett and I've got his signature. He personally sent me a signed photograph, and because um, I sent him one of these group T-shirts, which I sell online, uh, sent one of them to him and Monica to his office, and he was very appreciative of that. Uh, Alan Jones, the 980 World Champion, is a member of the group, and he's pretty active. Jan Lammers, the ex-Dutch driver, he's a member of the group. Zach Brown, the, um, the CEO of McLaren, he's a member of the group as well. So I've certainly got some you know, big players. Um, that are also members of the group, but they get in, in, get involved as well and interact with me. Um, so that, that's always good to know. But personally, never met any in person. Um, the closest I've really got was uh, last year when I was at Williams. I was invited to, on the Thursday, do a uh, garage tour, which was great, through one of their sponsors invited me in. And um, sitting at the, sitting in the uh, Williams motorhome, having a, having a beer, and George Russell and... Robert Kibitza walked past, and then I grabbed Claire Williams and got a photo with her. So, I mean, that's, that's as close as we've ever got to uh, real experience with the drivers. And I can't believe how, George, how tall George Russell is. I mean, he's as tall as me. And I'm six foot two, and you know, George is one, you know, an absolute beanpole of a bloke. He's tall as me and as thin as a rake. It's just, yeah. I don't know how they can fit him in the, or shoe him on, shoehorn him into the car with that height. It's just incredible. Um, yeah, but that's about as close as I've gone. 
I didn't think George Russell was that tall. Did I you? didn't either. Six two. He doesn't look that tall on the camera. I thought camera. he was like five five. Maybe. <laughs> exactly. I would have never thought that he was uh, that uh, tall there. So uh, that's that's pretty interesting. Now, so uh, speaking of Williams, speaking of George Russell and those guys, I mean, what do you what do you think their current state is at Williams? Um, you know, some people are, are saying this could be the the end of the or the beginning of the end. And uh, or do you think we should be more optimistic and uh, uh, maybe they're they're back in it now because they have shown a little speed throughout the uh, uh, the practice here this week? Yeah, Williams, uh, the team they've always talked about of how much longer they're going to last in the sport. Well, I think they're going to be around for a while. I mean, they've got two massive sponsors in Rocket, the American mobile phone company, plus Unilever. There's two big sponsors. Um, I know George Russell brings some personal backing. Um, he's not a paid driver, as in he's not paid for his seat. He's there as a paid driver. Uh, I know Nick Latifi, the Canadian's coming as a pay for his seat driver, um, and he brings some personal backing as well. Now, I think Williams have got the pedigree there. They've won titles before. They've won constructors championships. They've won drivers titles, and their pedigree, as I said, is there. The history is there. They know what they're doing. They've just got to get their car right. I mean, they're running the Merc Donk. They've got the best engine on offer as a customer engine. Um, so I can't understand why they, they can't bounce back. I mean, you've got to look back to the 90s when Ferrari were in an absolute slump and they couldn't blame the customer engine because it was their own Donk they were using um, straight out of the Maranello factory. So, you know, John Tott, he brought Ferrari back and he uh, brought Schumacher into the team, which absolutely turned them around. And I think maybe Latifi and Russell will be a better pairing than what it was with Russell and Kibitza. I mean, we've seen, you know, some average drivers there before. Um, but I think this could be the year that Williams come back. I mean, certainly in the first three days of testing, they've had some great results and they've had reliability, which has always been a big thing for them. And across the board, all the teams have had reliability. But I think this could be a year where we see Williams come back and um, certainly if they don't get to podiums, hopefully they're going to get some good point scoring results and um, that'll boost their morale at least to, to get them... Uh, away from being the wooden spooners for the 2020 season. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, and and I, I'm going to agree with them on the, the Williams deal. I do. I think the the pairing of uh, Russell, Russell and Latifi exactly is is a is a solid pairing. Now you're you're risking a lot there because it's a young pairing. So, uh, but mean, you have you have a couple drivers that you can build your future around absolutely i mean it's it's not you know guys that you have to worry about here in a couple years you know yeah you know they might be retiring you got you got two young guys and i i don't know a lot about latifi but i know russell had a good run last year and i, I would have to say that would be my number one driver on that team uh, and i mean latifi was an f2 champion yeah i mean so he, he's no slouch himself so uh i mean these guys definitely uh it's be sad to say that they don't have a lot to prove because i think they do mm -hmm. and then on top of that the williams team does as well so uh I, i'm gonna agree with the prez there uh it's hard not to agree with the prez but <laughs> uh very interesting take there so uh now i mean we've talked about it on the show today we want to hear what you think about it let's hear it let's hear your views on the DAS boot <laughs> yeah the DAS system dual axis steering system it, it's caught everyone out um Especially because it was only noticed because the onboard footage where Hamilton was seen to be actually actively pulling the steering wheel back towards himself. And it was some smart 
cookies that worked out that was changing the, the towing angle of the front wheels. And I've got to say, it's pretty clever. The FIA have known about it for about 18 months, and they knew Mercedes were developing it. And this is the whole thing about Formula One is it's about development. And this may become a system on road cars in, within 10 years where it's a hydraulically driven system to change the towing angle when a car is travelling at, at speeds of you know above 80 kilometres an hour or 50 miles an hour on a freeway or whatever, whether the, the car can work out adaptive steering so it works out it's coming to a corner, it'll change the towing angle. And this is the, what, as I said, the F1 technology is all about, is, is you know, reinventing stuff. And I mean, up until the 90s, Mercedes and car companies like Audi and so forth were still using recirculating ball steering systems because it was so reliable. And I think with this DAS system, uh, Mercedes have gone beyond reinventing the wheel. They've reinvented the steering rack completely. And I think this is going to be a game changer, not only for Formula One, but for ongoing to other forms of motorsport. If Mercedes put it into their DTM cars and other series, um, I think we may see it you know, within five to ten years maybe on road cars. I mean, Mercedes did it with airbags and uh, retentioning seatbelts and all that sort of stuff. And that stuff's flowed down from F1 into the road cars we see today, and now it's just absolute commonplace for you know, this safety and technology stuff to uh, be evident within cars. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, he talks about it right there. He says they didn't in reinvent the wheel. They reinvented the steering rack. I like that. Yeah, That's a, they, you, <laughs> you had to. I mean... The wheel's been reinvented. <laughs> for... for... For that to work, I mean, you had to redo the whole steering telemetry. Right, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, with this, I mean, do you think Mercedes' intentions with the DOS and the modern F1 uh, uh, rules and regulations, do you think that sets them over for the year 2020? Uh, um, because th this is not going to be allowed in the, the new ruling that uh, the FIA has already said going forward, this is the only year that this is going to be allowed right now at least. Yeah, look, I absolutely totally agree with you. Mercedes have had this, as I said, you know, the FYI I've known about it for 18 months. Mercedes have come in for the last season because they know 2020 is going to be the end of the current regs. 2021 is going to be a whole new clean slate uh, regarding rules and regs and how they can build cars, operate them, run them, the whole, whole shebang. So I think with this, they've said, right, we've got 12 months. This is our, you know, joker card we're going to produce and... and claim a game of poker effectively with a raw flush and say, righto, lay your bets out, righto, here we go. We'll lay our cards down now. And I think they've done that to say, we are still the best. We still hold the card that says, you know, we're, we're the biggest and the best team. We can we can still invent shit that you guys can't think of, even though we may get it banned before the season even starts because it's only in testing. Uh, I'm sure Red Bull through Helmut Marko had a lot of massive complaint and say, look, it's completely illegal. Williams happened, had that with their adaptive um, active suspension system years ago and it was outruled. Um, the big question mark, is this a driver aid? And the ruling around that is that it's not because the driver is not aided, he's actually having to pull the steering wheel back with his own force, his own physical strength. Therefore, it's not aiding him in any way. It's actually a hindrance in any way because he's got to concentrate on doing it and pulling the steering wheel back. But I, I, as I said, I think this is Mercedes just saying to these guys, look, yeah, we know what we're doing. We're still the best team. We're the biggest. You know, We can still come up with stuff, even though it may last you know, a couple of races or half a season. 
you guys need to just sit back and acknowledge the fact that we are the biggest and the best team. Yeah, and they are still the the biggest. Uh, they are the best right now. Uh, and, and I mean, speaking of that, we we spoke of Williams. You you mentioned Williams there and their active suspension that they had back in the nineties that was uh, yep. uh, uh, taken away then. Uh, but and I agree with you, uh, Mr. Prez, because uh, he is he's pulling that back himself. It's all on the driver there. So, uh, but in our minds, both I, I don't think either of us thinks Williams is that bottom of the barrel anymore. So uh, no. who do you think takes the crown of the worst of them all this year? Who's your record pick, if you will, for uh, this year's um, F1? Because in my mind, I, I truly think it is Renault or Haas. I mean, I'm going to say Renault. And right, I mean, right now it's just it's not looking good. Like you said, they're looking like they're out to lunch right now. Yeah, they're man. they're they're like Williams of last year right now. Exactly there. So uh, I mean, like I said, what's your take on the uh, the low end of the spectrum here? Yeah, as I said in my previous comment, we'll have to see what um, Williams come up with in terms of uh, race structure when they actually go to Melbourne. Uh, as I said, you know, winter testing so far in the last first three days, they, they've had some great reliability and. Um, I think the Wooden Spurners, the number 10 team this year, are probably going to be Haas. I think um, they've, they've got to get, a, get rid of Grosjean as a driver for a start. I think K-Mag's a more reliable driver and he, he's better suited to that car. Uh, I think Renault are going to come back. I think Cyril Abitbull's, um on notice as the team principal to say, look, you know, we're really going to get this going. We've given Dan Rick a contract. I reckon if, if they don't perform this year with the RS20, Dan Rick's um, going to walk. And he'll either you know, replace Vettel at Ferrari or Bottas at Merck. Because uh, I can't see him going back to Red Bull. Um, I think they've got Verstappen and Albon lined up for a while. So I think, again, at the end of this season, Ricardo will be the key to the driver's market. But I think Williams will beat, uh, potentially beat Renault and Haas. And I reckon if they can get eighth um, and even beat Alfa Romeo for seventh, I reckon that'll be a great result for Williams. But I think the Wooden Spoon is the number 10 team at the end of this season, the 2020 season, will definitely be the hardest team. I don't think, I can't see them getting anywhere. And that'd be, why it's very possible. And like he said, I, I, I didn't even really think Alfa Romeo because Kimi was top of the board. But, man, it's a possibility. Is those That team, with that Ferrari backing, man, Ferrari, just that power unit, just not... Uh, what you what it used to be at one point though uh, you know and and you look at that and you almost wonder if uh alpha's chassis is better than ferrari's <laughs> right absolutely. i mean because there was races last year where, where kimmy just shined and the ferrari struggled right yep so uh i mean that's that's a very good look into that so we're talking 2020 what is your favorite livery of the year now my pick of the current livery, uh, if you told me last year, I would have said the Toro Rosso, now known as Alpha Turi or Alpha Tori. I'm going to have to go with Alpha Turi again. I think it's an amazing black and white scheme they've come up with. And uh, myself being a McLaren fan, um, my ultimate dream car, uh, McLaren, is obviously the MP46. But I think for this current season's cars, I'm going to have to go with the Alpha Turi, the AT01. I think that, that black and white colour, as I said, just looks unreal. And I think uh, it's going to be a great car. And I th talking about the drivers in it, I think Kvyat 
and uh, Gasly, the, the best suited drivers to it. I think Albon was great in it, but um, since Gasly's come back to Tyre to, to Russell or Alpha Turi as they're known now, I think he's better suited to that team and better suited to that chassis So in that car. So I'll be interested to see what they, they can do with the AT01, but I think that's my livery of the year for 2020. And you know what? I, I agree with that. I, I do. I think Gasly is better suited at at Red Bull. I didn't think he had a chance. I thought he was out of F1. I, I, I think, you know, maybe the pressure at yep. being uh, Verstappen's teammate in Red Bull just got to him. I think, you know, being at Alpha Tori, you know, last year, Toro Rosso, he was a little more relaxed yep. and, and just got in and drove the car. Because we saw him put him on a podium. I mean, after he loses his spot at Red Bull, falls yep. back there. He puts it back on the podium, so uh, I mean, definitely. And I, I have to agree with the Prez. I think that Alpha Tori car is sexy. It is. It, yeah, it, that white and black around. Yeah, it really is. And uh, I mean, uh, it's hard. I mean, with you, it's hard not to go with the red. Yeah, because that matte red, it, it looks yeah, nice. It but, does, but I like the Mercedes look. I do. I think that Mercedes looks sharp. I've always liked that silver era. But it's a clean looking car with that white and black. Man, it's just wow. And yeah, I think it stands out, and it's. It, you know, you see, it's like the the past few years, you don't get the wild paint schemes right. in libraries in F1. I mean, you know, you used to have, uh, you know, going back to the question earlier, favorite all-time library, I'd have to say mine's Benetton, the you know, United <laughs> Colors of Benetton. I thought that was a good-looking car. Uh, I like the seven up. <laughs> yeah. I like the, the camel. The camel. <laughs> Those are my two. I would have to say, um, you know, the the old Marlboro McLarens. I mean, just because y you knew what it was when it was on the track. Right. That, that orange and white. Yep. But uh, yeah. As far as this year, I'd say either uh, the Alpha Tori or I, I do like how Racing Points changed their logo up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's it's tasteful. I like the, and I've always been a fan of. The, I think the pink car is a, a pretty. It's an interesting take on I'm a race not car. It. No, no, I'm not, not all. against it at all. So uh, next year they'll be making that switch to. Uh, um, no oh, goodness, who did he buy? Uh, Aston Martin. Yes. So uh, we'll we'll see if they keep that pink. If Aston Martin is going to say, yeah, we'll keep the pink or not. So. Well, I mean, if he still has the um, BWT. Yeah, if he still has that sponsor. Well, I think Ashton Martin's actually going to come on and they, they're, they're going to be the main well. sponsor. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So uh, I, I'm not 100% certain on that. but uh, So uh, we got more for the press? Well, yeah, we got okay. one more for him. And uh, obviously, we're, we're going to ask him. Okay. He gave us the wrecker. Okay. So now, Mr. Prez, we want to know, drum roll, who is your uh, your pick? Maybe not to win, but who is your, your checker? Who's going to have the, uh, the best year here uh, going forward? in uh, 2020. All right, so the checkers and wreckers. Pick of the week from me, Dirk over here in Australia. I'm going to go all out. I'm going to say Williams. I reckon they're going to just turn their form around. I think they've hit rock bottom and they're going to come back up. It's almost like a reverse bell curve. They're just going to go down. And they're on their way back up. So I'm, uh, for you guys, I'm going to go with Williams. with williams there an interesting pick there i like it i uh, like yeah. it i mean so, like i said not not necessarily somebody you think's gonna win because it's it's hard not to go with mercedes 
Um, but but you got to realize, you know, Williams they they've they've did a complete turnaround over last year. Oh, hundred percent. Last year they weren't even ready for the first test session. No. This year they're the first car on the track for the test session. <laughs> right. Yeah, you can see, definitely see a, a big difference. They're already. Russell's already faster in the car now than he yeah um than he was in qualifying. Yes. That's <laughs> I mean um, not not in a race but qualifying. Right. So a top speed time. Um and uh with the exception Mercedes got the most laps in in practice. But uh what they say Williams, I think it was Williams, McLaren and maybe Racing Point. Mhm. Weren't far behind them. I'm talking like 15 it's to the 20 Red Bull, laps. We didn't see out there too much, honestly. That's what I was a little surprised about. But hey, uh, El Presidente, Mr. Prez, Mr. Dirk in there. What, uh, you got anything uh, else you'd like to say? I just want to uh, thank you real quick for, for coming on here yeah, and talking thank, with us. Thanks for uh, that satellite. We got a little laggy up there yeah. in front. That was our end. But uh, hey, it's, it's our first time playing with satellites. <laughs> exactly. We'll, uh, We'll get it situated and maybe uh, hopefully even uh, have you on as the uh, F1 season uh, progresses here. But he could be like. No, thank you, Tommy and Howdy, for uh, having me on the show and uh, being able to come to you guys live from Australia here in my laundry, which is the F1 Amateur Expert Studio. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to be on your show again sometime. And, um, yeah, hopefully the uh, satellite doesn't cut out. Well, thank you very much. You saw the satellite boom. It cut yep. out there when he hung up. It was it was over there. So, thank you, El Presidente, Mr. Press. Sorry again about the uh, the cut out there in the internet, but uh, really appreciate you joining us here. As he woke up middle of the night, yeah, to just hop talk on there. to us. Look, look like he was wide awake there. So we're uh, kind of a big deal. Yeah, I'd like to think so. He is definitely oh, sixteen thousand yeah. oh, yeah. strong over there. So uh, if, if you're not already, you're a fan of F1, you're not on the F1 Armchair Expert, hop on over there. Join I'm going to. F1 Armchair Expert there. Uh, the Presidente, he puts up a bunch of stuff, man. He's, he's always going on the group. I love that group. I, I partake in that group. Uh, he'll post pictures, and like it'll all be zoomed in, and it'll say, who's this driver, what track, and stuff like that, and people nail it. Cool. Like, I don't know how you – and I'm saying, like, he's getting the tip of the wing. And I was like, how do you guys know who drove that win? Because I see half of a road in a blue square. Like, that amazes me that people can pull that out like that. You'll have to check that out. F1 Armchair Expert over on Facebook. Thank you again, El Presidente. Mr. Durkin, Anthony Durkin over there. Just, uh, just I, I love his humor, man. Bought that phone on Craigslist. Was able to find a, a, that phone on Craigslist right before. So, uh Man, thank you very much for for doing that for us. So, and yeah, that was cool. I mean, I uh, I didn't know nothing about Mister Dirk until Tommy Boy sent me a video there at night, and I was cracking up watching it. So, I I, I enjoy that, and uh, hopefully, we can do some more stuff with him in the future. Absolutely, yeah, that would be fantastic. Is uh, what a uh, uh, nice little um, interview there that we had. And uh, just a big thanks to Mr. Uh, Mr. Durkin there on uh, coming on and uh, having some fun with us. There, so, so, so why we're on the F one discussion, and we've already discussed the 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 DOS boot. Uh, let, let's uh, let's do some team rundowns real quick, and um, 
I'm going to start off with Racing Point. Sergio Perez, Lance Stroll. Um, you know, they're they're they have the Mercedes power, but now I think they have the Mercedes chassis. Right. Yeah, we we, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I I truly believe the car, the chassis they are running is the same exact chassis Mercedes was running last year. If the, well, yeah, I mean, if they didn't go buy that car, and that's what people are talking about. Is I mean, if you to the look point at now, it, right? It's it's damn near identical. Very few, very very few differences. Excuse me there. So, uh, um, let's run down them right there because I actually have it wrote up there. So, Haas, you think they're going to go up or down? Um, I think Haas is going to be bottom of the barrel. I think they go down as well. Uh, Renault, up or down? Um, I unless they make a drastic change, I I see them right down there with Haas. Yep, I agree. Racing Point. I think Racing Point's going to have a hell of a year this year. Like I, I said, it. if they if they have if they have that Mercedes car from last year and the Mercedes power. They got a rocket ship coming out of the gate. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I mean, it may not be as fast as Mercedes Silver Arrow this year, but we all seen what last year's car did to the field. Yep. Absolutely. So they're they're gonna be right there in the hunt. Um I I think Racing Point moves up. Alpha Tori, I think, stays the same. I think they they keep it right about where they do. Yeah. They were uh, in I that, mean what, fifth uh fifth place last year, so I, I think they keep it there. Right around there. I can agree with that. Williams, I th I think Williams. They, they got they, one way to go. They've they've <laughs> already they've already made a huge exactly. improvement over last year. Yeah, I think everybody agrees on so that. So they're coming out of the gate running, as the president says. Whoop. Yeah, it's, I, I I think it's that time to go. Whoop. <laughs> so uh, and I'm really glad to see that because <laughs> Williams is a team that's been in F1 for years, and and that's a, that's a team that needs to remain in F1. Will they ever get back to the glory of yesteryear? I don't know, but they are showing great improvements. Right. And and I like that. Yep, I agree. Um then we got uh, Alpha uh Romeo. Uh I I think they stay about that's, the same yep, they did last exactly year. Exactly what I said there. McLaren. I you know, I I think McLaren I, I'm going to say this. I think McLaren Williams and Racing Point has the potential to knock Ferrari out of the top three. I think Mercedes is definitely going to be number one. Red Bull, number two. Now the question is going to be the third, the, who finishes third. I can believe it. And agree. I think it's going to be Williams, McLaren, or Racing Point. So, and, and I, I agree with you there. And the reason I say that is because I believe we see a different champion next year. I think Charles Leclerc will win the champion next year. But he won't have the backing of his teammate and Vettel. And that will cause Ferrari to fall out. And I think it's going to be a lot closer this year. So I think Verstappen's going to be in the mix. Botas is going to be in the mix. Uh, Leclerc and Hamilton. Those are the four that I really think are going to go for the title next year. And I think it's going to be a lot closer battle if Ferrari can pull this out here. But, uh, I mean, I agree with you. I think McLaren takes that spot and ends up third this year. Uh, so then we talk Ferrari. Well, you know, and, and the thing with Ferrari is they're 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 still struggling, and I I don't know if 
they're going to put all this time and development into this car knowing that next year they're running a different car. Exactly. So do you go ahead and just keep what you have, try to massage on a little bit and get the best you can out of it. But in the meantime, your engineers are back at the shop designing this car for next year and they're coming out with a with a bullet loaded ready to go for next year. Right. Because Ferrari Anybody that pays attention to F1, Ferrari's not going to struggle for long. No, they'll get, they'll get it. They they will fire everybody in house. Well, they in all fairness, though, this is the longest struggle they've had. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, Benito, but it's coming. Benito, he's got a fire up under that red suit. It's coming. <laughs> if, if 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 something, if the 2021 season, if they don't have a car that's competitive and and able to run up front. Some heads are going to roll at Ferrari. Oh, I completely agree with that. So uh, it'll be an interesting one to watch there. Uh, Red Bull. I think Red Bull maintains and, you know, I, I think they'll be able to battle for maybe a few wins this year. Does Albon get one? I don't think Albon gets one. I, I think he gets on the podium, but I don't think he gets a win. I agree with you. I think Albon, and, and we see him multiple times on the podium, I think. But, uh, y you know, Mercedes is still going to be the car to beat. Yep, I, hands I, I down. And, and Red Bull is going to be, you know, the bridesmaid. So here's my thing on the DOS, though. So we, I mean, we've talked uh, the spots of where they are. My fear with this is that teams are rushing right now to put this steering into play, and they're going to mess it up. And somebody's going to get gonna hurt. fail, and something's going to get hurt. Exactly. And Mercedes has plenty of R and D into this. But that doesn't mean that it still can't fail, too. You're right. But I'm saying, look at, say Haas is out there. And I'm not saying they don't know what they're doing, but he's like. I, I hope Haas doesn't do it. No, that's the last thing Grosjean needs to be doing is moving the wheel different ways. <laughs> yeah, Rick, so Rick Romain doesn't need more options. <laughs> but no, that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, say Gunther says, man, I need this and uh, get it out there. Come on. I need it. I need it. And Grosjean goes out there, something breaks, and he's either really hurt or he's dead. And that's we don't want to see that. And that's the one thing that that I do fear in this that it's going to come see, bad. Will I can see Haas doing the DOS on their car, and and they go out in that first test session, and and Wreck It Romain goes to pull on the wheel, and the whole, the whole wheel comes, just comes off. off. That's a fear of mine too, man. Because that wheel, I mean, it comes off. So obviously, you have to hit that quick release there, but. Man, is there is there going to be an accident? Is maybe a driver? He's thinking, well, I'm so used to clicking this button. Does he accidentally click that button? I mean, you would think, you'd hope not. But man, you're going. You got 17 things going through your head. You go to pull that thing, and whoop, there goes the wheel. I mean, there's. <laughs> I don't know. That's my fear in this system, and that's the only thing I have against it is that for one year there's of regulation for failure for one year. It's in there for one year. They've already said next year it's not in these cars. Right. So you're not going to progress it any farther. You're done with it now. So that that, that is my fear right there is uh, something happening, something breaking in that system and it not being good. That's a good thing with F1, though. If something does happen, they got a lot farther to go to hit a wall. And they're going through a True. lot of rocks. They're, I mean, it, it seems like they're a little more protective. It's not like they're they're using the DOS. IndyCar would never use the DOS on the Noble. 
I mean, it'd be fantastic. You, you couldn't. I mean, <laughs> it'd be fantastic. Trying to go through a turn with that many G's pulling on this <laughs> wheel. <laughs> uh, I, I, that would not work. <laughs> it'd be fantastic. <laughs> but no, I, I'm with you there. So, uh, uh, really, just extreme innovation coming from Mercedes. Um, like I said, I don't care if you're an F1 fan or not. That that's that's innovation of racing right there, and that's fantastic. And I, I think we're setting up to be one of the most <laughs> exciting F1 seasons we've seen in a while. I would I would agree with that absolutely. I mean, like I you, said, I think it's going to be a lot more competitive. You do, you don't have, you know, we we always talk about the big three. Well, one one of the big threes out to lunch. They're they're on the struggle bus hard. Right, that, that being Ferrari. And so that opens the door for these other teams, you know, but, but here's my thing. How bad do you want to take that third spot? Are you, are you willing to spend all this money and put this development in this car that you only get a run for this season? Right. Exactly. That's the thing. Right. Cause next season, this car is gone. Exactly. So my, and that's again, my fear, don't go out there and do it cheap either. If you're going to put this in there, don't do it cheap. Don't uh, that that's a, a big fear is this thing just uh, ending up in a a not pretty situation. I, I don't see F1 doing that, though. I mean, you know, you, you, you have, you know, that that series is kind of I'm not going to say it's better than any other series, but they think of themselves as the elite series. Right. But I mean, we've seen people. All, I mean, what? other series has and i'm not playing jokes or anything like this but we saw uh who was it uh, uh jules bianchi no other series has seen a car a person die running into a crane i mean that just shouldn't have happened so uh as as they put themselves at the top top um, tier what was it russia last year the manhole covers right exactly i mean this is top tier things here but unfortunately it's but stupid mistakes keep happening exactly so i mean that is that's something i did think about is is this is such a fantastic uh piece of innovation for the sport at the same time if f1 doesn't police it there you can't police it at this point if you approve it just i hope the teams are smart enough about it with their drivers think of something else put something else in there which he said you didn't you can't reinvent the wheel so let's reinvent the steering rack right <laughs> that's such a great uh, line there so yeah, that's pretty much all we got for F1, and uh, we do have a tidbit of IndyCar news. Oh yeah, speaking uh, of from Formula One yep. or Formula to uh... James Hinchcliffe has signed with Andretti Racing, where uh, he started out. Correct? Correct. Didn't, yeah. didn't Hinch start at Andretti? Yeah. And uh, he signed a three race deal. He'll be running uh, the Grand Prix, the Indy Grand Prix, the 500, and Texas. Is that the third race? Was it Texas there? I think it's Texas is the third race. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's not what Hinchcliffe's looking for. I mean, of course, he would like to be able to run the full season. Right. But, you know, at, at least you get three races in, and you know that's a competitive car. Right. I mean, you know, for, for the past, what, 10 years, I think uh, Andretti won, what, five or six out of the last 10 500s uh i mean yeah pretty close so you know come 500 time you're gonna you're gonna have a fast hot rod so and and maybe you know if he can get out there and produce some results maybe him and michael you know 
rekindle that friendship, sponsorship, you know, driver, team owner, whatever you want to call it. And he gets back to driving for Andretti full time. I don't know. Oh, yeah. That that chick's, she's legit. Sabri Cook Racing. Yep. Yes. She, uh, she announced that she is moving from the, is it Formula W? Is that how they call it? The Women's Formula yes. Series over to Indy Lights. So another move from the Formula Series over to IndyCar. And uh, they see the troughs being replaced with troughs. They know Roger Penske's throwing troughs it troughs down. Troughs on troughs on troughs. Exactly. <laughs> they know he's going to do it right. And uh, I, I think we are, we're seeing a lot more of this. Uh, but, you know, that's good. I mean, oh, 100%, getting, getting absolutely. these drivers to come into the Indy Lights, and that's just going to keep stocking the, the, the pond for IndyCar. And, and we've seen, we talked about last year what happened in the rookie class we had last year. Yep. So, you know, as as unfortunately, you know, Dixon, Power, uh, TK, um, Marco, Ryan Hunter Ray, Ryan Hunter Ray, <laughs> you're going down that line. Simon Pagano, I mean, I mean, Pagano, uh, a lot of these guys, you know, don't don't have a lot of years left. So you so you have to start looking at talent coming in. Who you're going to start filling these seats? Right. Absolutely. Yep. So, uh, I mean, it's it, very interesting. Um, I mean, we talked Coda, all those libraries. Uh, they're going to be back at Sebring this week, I think. Um, so they'll be testing a little more IndyCar action. Uh, Mr. Trowbridge, he took a third place finish last night. Oh, really? Yeah. He got a. So, okay. Hold on here. I got to explain the, the final bit of uh, pricks and pavement here. So, Caleb Ramsey, our boy, he's coming around the turn, man. He's in third. Somebody comes up, skirts him. They're turning. He's going across the line backwards, man. They're just about to cross it. He's going to cross backwards in third. Trowbridge, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I'll show it to you afterwards, but I this close. Yeah, it was absolutely phenomenal, absolutely fantastic win, but, or not win, but third place finish by uh, Trowbridge. Devin Morgan put that thing out there from flag to flag, just shoo when he got going under the greens he got going so he is he is definitely a uh a beast on the asphalt as well as the dirt so, so we go from pricks of pavement last night to slide job sunday yep tonight kokomo is the 360s i don't know where the uh, 305s is. john if you're on here where are the 305s at tonight because i don't remember either yeah i'm not a hundred percent certain there but because uh, I'm, I'm ready for some 305 <laughs> right absolutely so uh i like the 305s anything else to, to cover today Nah, man, I think we hit a lot of stuff today um again i do you apologize to the press for uh the the mishap there and the the interview will get mean, everything you're gonna situated. have that with satellite hookup <laughs> so uh uh do apologize there for the mishap but uh thank you all for joining us here today on checkers and wreckers yeah uh, a big shout out to uh rlx they're the sound or the acoustic treatment acoustic treatment say sound treatment but acoustic sounds so much better it does sound uh, good it, it really I, I hung do you see this the my speaker now yeah I hung a soundbar in here. Dude, you can't get it sounding any better in this place. So you got a Klipsch soundbar with uh, Orlex. And I asked Benefil, my my buddy that works at Klipsch, I asked him, I said, hey, you ever heard of Orlex? He's like, yeah, dude, that's like a top-tier acoustic treatment company. Yeah. Like, yeah, we got we're some. partners with him now. He's like, dude, that's awesome. So 
I mean, that's coming from a, a guy that works with speakers, everything like that. So if you want the rumble of that engine to sound fantastic, if you want to maybe hear this podcast just a little better in your surround sound, because, heck, why wouldn't you? Hit up Orlex. Check out Orlex. Yeah, I mean, and it looks so good. I mean, you can almost see it here. I love these things. Yeah, yeah, those are nice. <laughs> the Pro Max 2s are, uh, if you're out traveling, if you got anything like that uh, and, and you need a, to block out some sound, and they're not going to completely isolate it, but they got that hard backing there, you know, they'll uh, – send people that way so one of these days the uh the boys are gonna have to take those with them and give them a try out at the, yeah. the bar so uh uh yeah thank you everybody we are like 5.3 k now strong. yes and uh speaking of uh hanging stuff up in the paddock and, and partners uh guess what sh should be here tomorrow Oh, our really? new yeah. sign from Gruntworks Custom. <laughs> that, that that is fantastic. Gruntworks Custom, Custom Woods, Woods. veteran owned, operated. He just did. You see the American flag? Yes. That thing looks just absolutely sweet. Really. I mean, the both the signs he did for us are just amazing. Right. I mean, to be able to hit that green stain that he did on the oh, sign yeah. for us. <laughs> It, it, I mean, it, it just looks so. I can't wait to see it in person. He's chiseling the wood. Yes. He's burning the wood. Yes. He's staining the wood. I mean, he does it all. He, uh, it looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, and as always, big shout out to everybody else. Barbara Ford over there in Michigan. Hit up Dustin if you're looking for a, a used or new car, even if you're not in that area. Dustin Sludier is the guy to contact there. And if you need some uh, some monies, some cash to get that car, hit up old John Wayne Buzzer Buzz. <laughs> at uh, First Financial Bank. That is right, I mean, First right Financial there. Bank. Check him out there. Uh, John Wayne Buzzer, really just a, a fantastic guy, like I said, goes over and beyond for us over here. Yeah, uh, even though he is a Purdue fan. It happens. It's all right. We'll, we'll let this one slide there. Yep. So, uh Big shout out to them. Big shout out to Butt Kickers. I give yes. them plenty of credit. They're fantastic. And uh, which, speaking of Butt Kicker, I ordered a Butt Kicker mount for my rig. Yeah, been a month ago. I still ain't got it. Uh oh, where does that come from? That's not uh, from them. I, I bought it on eBay, and I th I believe it comes from one of Track Racers warehouses. Right. So that just that's so, not from Butt Kicker. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not from Butt Kicker. Speaking of Butt Kicker, but uh. <laughs> It, 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 yeah, it has not. It's, they're not affiliated with Butt Kicker in no way. Shape, Wanted to make or form. sure that was clear. But uh, I'm sorry, I'd kind of. But uh, yeah, so I'm have to be contacting eBay, and I need my forty two dollars back, or or stand, you know, one of the two. So uh, yeah, check out the Butt Kicker Gamer too, as uh, you, you just completely immerse yourself in the game. You want to feel the rumble when you're listening to that sound on <laughs> the the Orlix acoustic treatment. I mean, what a partner there. So, uh, and then, uh, as always, if you need a, uh, a love letter, resume, copy letter, co copy letter, cover letter, whatever you need to make yourself look a little more professional, check out typoedits.net. Typo that was good. <laughs> typoedits.net. And, uh, use the promo code BWSports1. Yep. The numeral one. I get to, I, I get to see them today. Do you? It's, it's their little boy's birthday. So, uh, oh, okay, yeah, I heard you talking about Daniel about that. Going to a little B-Day party there. And then, as always, above printing concepts for all your T-shirt and printing needs, we got a shop. Check out www.bwsports1.com. We got some merch over there if you want a T-shirt. Uh, I think there's some hats, maybe. I think we're going to be adding some uh, stickers, too. Some stickers. Um, and then uh, uh, we'll, we'll get going. I want to uh, 
to get some hats. Going I do like that like McLaren that. hat too. Twelve dollars. Can't beat that. You no, cannot you can't. beat that whatsoever. Nope, not at all. It's a, a used up Fernando Alonso one, but I don't care, not at all. So uh, check it out there. Um, and really, just uh, a big thanks and shout out to everybody else out there who's watching with us and having some fun with us, both here at Checkers Records, Black and White Sports, CWTV. We got plenty, plenty of uh, stuff going. In yeah, there. we got all kinds of action going. Tommy Boy keeps CWTV rolling. The boys at uh, BW Sports or Black and White Sports have some big guest news coming soon. Oh, yeah? So stay tuned, not to here because we're about to take off, but stay tuned to them over there because they got a bunch of stuff going on and uh, – they again i do apologize to the press for some connection issues but uh should be all good uh everybody. before we go you want to do some uh picks for this week oh well, yeah yeah i forgot we got nascar can't yeah, we uh, do have nascar it is time that's right for the checkers and records checkers, checkers. felt that one there so we'll take a look at the uh the starting grid for las vegas got it right here if you need good to deal it. oh well uh, man it's gonna be hard not to go with the pole sitter today i'm gonna have to do it kyle bush okay it's his home track and he just has some luck here especially after that truck win well, I'm going to go with outside the front row, Kyle's teammate, Martin Truex Jr. There you go. So one and two. <laughs> Brad, you all right there, bud? Yeah, I'm all right now. I'm breathing. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so uh, we picked one and two. Usually we don't do that. No. But uh, so we'll go to a uh, a wrecker. And I'm going to go. Go back. Uh, let me send y'all through this one here. We'll go with Logano. I don't think he's going to have uh, uh, luck after that. I think uh, he's not making friends out there. Uh, no, this he's really already. not. So uh, there's going to be a lot of guys wanting to push, pull him. And you, you're, again, we've mentioned this. You're on a team that uh, you don't have a lot of guys out there helping you. So No. And let's see here for a wrecker. I'm going to go with Eric Jones starting 16th. Okay. That's another JGR car. Yep. So we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on the JGR cars today on as far as the wreckers go. And for a dark horse, I'm going to go with my other hometown boy, the brother of my checker. Kurt. Yeah. Kurt, I mean, like I said, these guys have they they run Vegas. They 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 know Vegas. Vegas exactly. So uh, uh, the 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 brothers really know this track, and uh, they're they're a tough one to beat here. Uh, Dark Horse, I'm gonna go with uh, Christopher Bell. Nice. nice. Got three Toyotas. That's and and Christopher Bell, man, he had a, a good run last week with that uh, Daytona. He was up there for a while and uh, was making it off of there. So. Be an interesting uh, uh, view there. So he's picking uh, Chase Elliott for his dark horse this week. Um, <laughs> his checkers, Keslowski, and Bush is his record. So uh, one of these days he'll understand what a dark horse means. 
Right. So maybe <laughs> this year, what is it? The uh, who won the Super Bowl? I'm trying to think. Um, Kansas City. Kansas City. So Kansas City is going to be my dark horse next year to win the Super Bowl, <laughs> to win the uh, AFC West. That's that's my dark horse to win it. Kansas City, take it all, dark horse. So uh, <laughs> pretty much what you're doing there. He says, just go with it. <laughs> I can't just go with it. I'm throwing shade. You're my punching bag. Yeah, snowflake. <laughs> he said, it's getting cold. <laughs> That's what I said the other day. I said, it's getting cold in here. <laughs> so there you got it. That's uh, the picks of the week there. Thank you all for joining. You got anything else? I think that's it. All right. I think we covered about everything. I'm going to go have some fun at a child's birthday party. Nothing better than that. And everybody else, I hope you have a fantastic day. And what do we do, Tommy boy? We drive fast. Shift hard and keep the rubber on the road. That's right. What do you say? Peace.